Welcome once again to another album and it. I am your Jacob Wayne, and with me is my funkalicious boo, Kevin Gibbons. How you doing? Oh, doing well. Ready to smoke this bit. Hell yeah. Well, on this next review, we are going to be going over Meshuggah's new album, Immutable. For those yeah. that don't know, uh, Meshuggah is a Swedish extreme metal band formed in Umea in 1987. That's in Sweden. And it was formed by Thomas Hake and I believe their rhythm guitarist, Martin Hagstrom. Oh. Um, pretty good interview with uh, Thomas Hake, the drummer. He's an incredible drummer. And he yeah. really broke down their mentality and all that stuff of what it meant to them going into this record and before i pull any tidbits from that little thing um i'll just go ahead and ask you what did you think of the album i i thought it was cool uh that was great it's i thought it was mashuga <laughs> definitely mm-hmm. you know they got their sound and they're, they did it again they put out another album another mashuga album it's cool yeah uh, so if you yeah i like it <laughs> I would say that Meshuggah is one of those bands where you want them to just refine what they do and like throw in a couple little surprises. Yeah. Experiment a little bit within that. But yeah, you're not wanting them to experiment too wildly outside of the thing it is that they do. Because every album they make is so dense with like the time signatures and you know, it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's like really dense in terms of like following where the changes are because they do really rock out on parts for a while. Yeah, and let you get into the groove of it. It really is just kind of like figure out what the time signatures are. So when it shifts into this other thing, it just hits harder and harder the more you listen to it. Yeah. Um. But before I get into it, do you did you feel like you picked up on any particular themes in this album? Um, I was I wasn't like I have a hard time understanding him, sure. <laughs> so I fair. wasn't listening for too much lyrical content. I actually heard him say "kaleidoscope" in that song. I was like, "Hey, I heard the name." <laughs> that's a yeah. word that's uh that is easy to hear screamed though so i was like yeah hell yeah (laughs) yeah uh, so in the interview thomas talked about how they're all getting to be almost 60 mm -hmm. like they're getting old and with when you're in a band like meshuggah and like especially for the drums at the very least but i think every single one of them they're starting to feel it yeah so the the album itself i don't know if it's reflected in the title as much i'm sure it is depending on how you approach it but it is about them getting older and like the world not really changing and the way that human beings are doesn't seem to change and we're all beaten down by time and the inevitability of just life and death and the cycle of it all Um, the first song of the album is called broken cog and i mean that's just about you and me or them just being broken cogs in this constantly moving machine 
And I'm a very big Meshuggah fan. Uh, the first thing that I got into by them was uh, a song, New Millennium Cyanide Christ yeah. on Chaos Fear. And that was just had this particular kind of heavy groove to it. And once again, sometimes I don't really know why I like or dislike certain singers, but I love the way this guy screams. Yep. It's just a very, for lack of a better term, a very manly way of screaming. Uh-huh. It doesn't get too low and go cookie monster. Yeah. And it doesn't get too high and get like kind of screechy, whiny emo. Yeah. He's just, and when you see him live, he's just, he looks like me, essentially, probably more attractive, but <laughs> like just has a beard, bald head, and he's just up there and he like kind of holds himself and just like tries to feel the timing of everything. Yeah. And I think that was it too. There is like a certain humor to them that I think might be hard to pick up on from like first time listeners. Yeah. But in, New Millennium Cyanide Christ, the video is them in their tour bus and they're acting like they're playing. Oh, yeah. They're just yeah. using like pens and pencils. Yeah. Just, just playing like they're playing, but, and yeah, yep. he's singing into a pen. Yeah. But it's like, hell yeah. I just, I like that. Yep. They're awesome. That being said, that's a silly kind of music video. And over time, they've really wrapped up their mute their new albums and the art of it they've kind of interwoven it to the stage production kind of almost like on a tool level yeah i think quite hits the production of a tool concert for me but they they get close like all the lights are like synced up with different instruments yeah that shit's crazy yeah so like the red light will burst every time the kick hits so yeah that's bad that's like one of my favorite parts about seeing them live is seeing it all kind of visually like parsed out from what you hear on the record and um the a complaint from some fans on this was that it was mixed a little too warm do you have anything to add to how you feel about the mix did it sound good to you it did well no yeah it did sound good i didn't it did sound a little less like in your face than their last album so i never had a i never attributed that to a warp but i guess that is what it is because they still are they're doing what they did on the other album they just don't have it mixed with so much edge so when the guitar is like chunk it's like smacking you it's Mm -hmm. a little backed off a little bit on the highs i guess so that that makes sense yeah i'd say that i don't think it's a bad thing though i kind of like it like i i've I like it. I think some people just want that, like, but, but it's like, but it's like it, you get worked back up to the after you get used to the music and the emotionality of it hits you. Yeah, that's the thing. You think you like it, then uh, for me personally, like it's like Diablo Swing Orchestra has been doing that. Their albums, I think the mix has been getting in some ways smoother. But mm-hmm. still, just as heavy, and but yeah, and then you go back, and you're like, oh man, I like that. It's like more in your face. You go listen to it, you're like yeah, but I kind of prefer the the new version. Once you get used to it, I, yeah. I like it. Kind of smoothed out. Make let the music do the heaviness, not the the mix <laughs> too much. Yeah. So. I do prefer a warmer sound, and mm-hmm. like not as the volume isn't as loud. You actually have to like get it up there to get loud. Like yeah um two records i can think of as far as mixes go and we're not going to dive into that too much because this is just talking about one album but 
we recently did an interview for Red Hot Chili Peppers Unlimited Love. I liked the mix on that, but one of their old albums, Californication, uh-huh. apparently in the late 90s, there was like a volume war with CDs and how they were mixed. Because uh, it was like whatever you're bumping in your car. Like, yeah. so if you're riding up in your car, you want that CD to just automatically be louder than whatever's playing in the other person's car was apparently how they were thinking about it. So if you go and throw on Californication after you just listen to like a really, like even this record or a nice warm record from the seventies and just put on Californication, you'll be like, ow, like what the fuck that hurts. Like, and then, but then I don't know. It's interesting because I don't know how much people really think about this kind of stuff. But like uh, another recent album review we did, uh, Horror, HO9909. Uh-huh. Um, that whole album is based around like noise and the bass being overblown and all that stuff. Yeah. That being said, they mixed it in a way where it doesn't hurt. You yeah. know, like you can still get that overblown bass sound or like the huge punch of the snare or kick and have it not hurt your ears which I think they just put more attention into that on this record. And so for those complaining, yeah, I just, I just just think they're nitpicking in a unreasonable way. Um, One interesting element of this record is even, you know, the members would admit, yeah, like Meshuggah is a thing that slowly evolves, but Meshuggah is Meshuggah, you know? Yeah. And it's just this kind of lateral move from other metal bands when they started to just make their own kind of weird experimental sound, which just became them. And but he's saying like, so this is an example of a little change they made is he was like on our last couple records. I wish I knew the drum terminology better because it would have stuck. But he was saying like his snare hits would be like a little more immediate like and it would make the whole song like that but on this record he has it on like the backbeat so then there's like more of a groove to it as he described it so it's like yeah 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 it was like really kind of cool and it just made me like god i wish i understood drums better but that's interesting yeah i mean other than that it's really hard to break down um you know the whole thing because mashuga records really take me a while to digest yeah and this one like it made sense when you told me about what it's about because Mm -hmm. it kind of does just roll on like it's just chugs along yeah like like the song into the next song there is some of them have a pretty big like like an intro or a break or something yeah. but a lot of it's just chugging along doing the crazy time signature stuff in relatively the same close keys so it's not like oh this is a brand new song you know yeah no um, that's kind of how i look at Mashuga records is they're like if you've made the comparison with metal music being like classical music and with Mashuga, i would say you just look at their albums like a classical piece like mm-hmm. and you kind of just yeah you get used to the movements that are within it because it is essentially like a cathedral that's been like 
taken over and mutated by an evil machine. Uh-huh. And it's so you're just listening to this mad machine that's like in charge of this like cathedral orchestra <laughs> and like that's kind of what Meshuggah is to me. Like even the singing just feels like another like part of a machine going through its operations and yeah. rhythms. Which is always sure. like it's perfect. I guess we didn't do this on our last review, like, but I don't even know if it called for it. Like I kind of wanted with these reviews to like what is the best setting to like take this album in? Ah. Or like what's the best way to listen to it? And like for Meshuga, if you're on a long walk, put on some Meshuga. Or even like at the gym, I would imagine. I, I yeah. should probably go more, but I have thrown on Mashuga before and it works really well. That's a good spot. But yeah, running on a long walk, especially like late at night if you're a little tipsy and you're just like walking home from your friend's house or the bar, like just throw this on. And it's like, yes. Um, yeah. And I found it as a really good cathartic release. Uh, was okay. going through a tough time with a relationship way back in the day. And this is just consistent with any Meshuggah album. They're all very consistent. But I remember just being so angry about all that. And then I just threw on Chaos Sphere and it was just, I don't even have time to be upset and emotional because this is just like, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. <laughs> just pulling it all out of me, like in yeah. a really positive way. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I guess that's kind of another way I fell in love with them is that it is just this cathartic release but it's like this controlled machine like way of doing it it's not like an anger or heaviness that's going to make you even more emotional potentially this yeah. just beats you over the head with inevitability yeah yeah oh yeah and the bass you can hear a little <laughs> bit more on this record it's got like a nice really oh. nice growl to it yeah, the very first opening notes, I'm like, that bass is huge. Sounds like the string is just like vibrating like a foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, you got any other thoughts on this record? Um, I really liked the uh, instrumental in the middle. They moved below. That was cool. Oh, uh, yeah. 30 yeah. minute, just like shred fest. Mm -hmm. Some cool guitar solos, like the song right before that one. The God he sees in mirrors had yeah yeah that had a cool solo then the uh there was some really on um, the faultless um, they might made some other spots but that was the ones where I really dug the he had like the screams going like rah ah 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 like alternating ears mm -hmm. that shit's cool I yeah. don't know I don't know how much Mushuka does that but I was like oh that's cool I like when bands do that <laughs> one bit of information from one of the interviews was that. Uh, the singer, I always forget his name. Uh, I'm going to find it. It's Jens Kidman. Uh -huh. He uh, he had a lot more time to work on this um, record. And they uh -huh. like broke it down to like, sometimes he has only about four to six weeks to do his vocals. Wow. Just based on their touring schedule and all this. And like this one, they really got to take their time. Nice. So he would try different things like whispering or like different tonalities to a scream more than he normally has yeah i thought i heard some different ones from him that's cool well and i mean they have done things like that before but it is always a nice little treat 
-hmm. like the very end of broken cog when he's just whispering you're like oh okay yeah a little unusual yeah that's cool uh yeah i've got a favorite track i don't have one yet (laughs) yeah i don't really know i really was liking the uh thought ligature marks was pretty cool and yeah, there was a really cool bendy breakdown on phantoms. Mm-hmm. You know, really cool one of those. <laughs> yeah, this is another record where the front half is it's really good. Just goes from one thing to the next. Yeah, and yeah, I once again, as I've said in other reviews, I have sometimes I have a hard time getting to the very end of an album. This one, I is can be taxing. I could see people dip, dipping out after a couple, like, okay, I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for something a little more mellow, but it's like, <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, long walk, working out, things like that. Kind of, it gets into its groove and you can stick with it. Yeah. When you're just trying to pass time as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is true. Then- uh, yeah. Cleaning the house. I threw it on while I was like cleaning the kitchen, doing dishes, things like that. It worked really well that way too. Keeps you working. Like bang like a robot. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh yeah, so do you recommend the album? Oh yeah. All I right, so you give it one. a uh yeah, it, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to let's shoot get down it again. Two of those. These boys are crazy. Absolutely <laughs> mashugar. <laughs> All right, it's been great. Indeed. See you next time. Bye-bye.